It's time for a Swedish Viga with some Swedish fun facts with your host, Pixelpia. Hey, son, hey. In today's episode, I want to have some fun with the Swedish language. I will not try to teach you Swedish, but we are going to talk about some words that we can have fun with and some expressions and idioms. But before we start, let me give you some background. Swedish is part of the Germanic branch of the Indo-European language family. It is closely related to Norwegian and Danish And all three of these languages has its roots in the Old Norse. Swedish is generally divided into three dialect groups. Northern Swedish, Eastern Swedish, which is Finnish Swedish and Estonian Swedish. And Svea, or Gutniska, Gutamål, Gotlandic or Gotnik. Standard Swedish is based on the Svea dialect. The Swedish alphabet has three additional letters that the English alphabet don't have. And they are Å, Ä and Ö. An A with a circle, an A with two dots and an O with two dots above. Some of the consonants makes it really hard for us Swedes to pronounce some words in English. For example, the letter C. C is in Swedish always pronounced as a hard K. Another one is the letter J, which is always pronounced as the word yes, a G sound. On the other hand, many English-speaking people have a hard time to deal with the R in Swedish because we use A rolling R, like R. So now let's start looking at some words. One thing we do a lot in Sweden is use compound words. We create words from a couple of other words. And today we are going to translate them verbatim. The first word is Flood, hest, which translated will be river, horse. And I give you a short little second here to think, what do you think that is in English? A river plus a horse. Well, that is a hippopotamus. The next word is svartsjuk, that translated verbatim means black, sick. So once again, what do you think? Black sick would mean. That means jealous. Then we have tand, shut. Tooth, meat. Tand, shut means the gum. The next one is a place I hope you don't have to visit. It's sjukhus. Sick and house. Sjukhus. Which you might have guessed is a hospital. And this one, ko, fångare, a cow catcher. And if you figured this one out, I give you 
Thumbs up. A cool fångare. Cow catcher. It's a bumper on a car. Next one is maybe somewhat easier. And that is grönsaker. Green things. Grönsaker. That is vegetables. Then we have a very common household item, which is dammsugare. Dust sucker. Dammsugare. Which is a vacuum cleaner. A dust sucker. After you cleaned your house, you might go out in the trädgård. Tree plus yard. A trädgård. That is your garden. And if you take care of the garden, you are a trädgårdsmästare. Tree yard master. Trädgårdsmästare. Or a gardener. And I wear glass ögon. Glass eyes. And it's not what it sounds like. It is my glasses. Glass ögon. Glass eyes. And the last compound word for this time is tjuv. Lyssna. Thief. Listen. And you might figure out what it is. Tjuv. Lyssna. Thief. Listen. That is to eavesdrop. The next group of words I want to talk about is Swedish words that are hard to translate or hard to really get the true meaning of when you translate them. And the most common word in this group is the Swedish lagom. It is often translated as just enough, but it is so much more. Lagom is a principle of being balanced, to use a moderate pace, to live a low-fuss life. If you live a lagom life, you routinely take time to appreciate your surroundings, take several breaks in a day, and treat others with respect. That is the true meaning of lagom. The next word is not as hard to explain, but it doesn't have a direct translation. And that is the word dygn. A dygn is the time period of 24 hours. Or it can be used to talk about day plus night. So, for example, if I give you a task at 3 p.m. one day and tell you you have one to complete this task. That means it has to be completed before 3 p.m. the next day, 24 hours from now. But you can also use it to say a week consists of seven dings. The month of September has 30 dings. That is day plus night. Then we have a word that I really miss from Sweden. And that is the word harkla. To harkla is the sound you make when you are clearing your voice before you start speaking. Like this. <coughs> that was harkla. And I don't know how I would describe that in English. I can say I have to clear my voice. But that is the action. While harkla is the sound you make. Another word that doesn't have a direct translation is the word 
orka. Orka roughly means to have the energy to do something. For example, you can say, jag orkar träna 30 minuter mer. I have the energy to exercise 30 more minutes. And then we have the Swedish word blunda. And blunda means to close your eyes. But it can also be used as a verb to att ta en blund, to take a short little nap. So blunda is something you do or it's a little nap. Blunda can also be used in the sense of ignoring something. Att blunda för något is the same as turn a blind, blind eye. A word that can mean a lot of things is the Swedish word for jobbig. It can be used for anything that's difficult or annoying or tedious. It can be a ta- task that is jobbig to do. It can be physical straining, but it can also be used about a person that irritates you. Oh, he is so jobbig to listen to. So jobbig is something that is tiresome or annoying. Then we have a couple of words that goes together and they are gubbe and gumma. They translated would mean old man, gubbe, or old woman, gumma. They are usually used with affection. And if you use them in combination with the word little, lilla, lilla gubben or lilla gumman, you are talking about a small child. And then it means more like sweet little boy or sweet little girl. So gubbe and gumma. A word that it's used to tease somebody that doesn't like to go in the water at a lake or a pool or at the beach. Maybe they think the water is too cold. You call them a bad kruka. That is a compound word that translated means bath and a pot. You are a bad kruka. Another compound word that has a double meaning is Blåsväder. Blåsväder means blowing weather. And it of course means that something is windy or stormy. But it's more usually used when someone has gotten themselves in some kind of trouble. You are in blåsväder. You got yourself in trouble. And of course we have to talk about the word fika. That's part of the title of this. And fika is often translated to having a short coffee break. But the concept of fika is so much more than just having a coffee break. Fika has been described as a social institution, even as a phenomenon. It doesn't have to include drinking coffee, even if it often does. The big difference between fika in Sweden and a coffee break here in the US is the intent behind it. Fika is about slowing down, getting back in touch with yourself, your body, your colleagues, your friends, 
no matter what the situation is, it's about re-energize yourself and re-establish connections. You can have a fika with your colleagues at work, with your family, with your friends, with strangers, or just by yourself. So fika is much more than taking a coffee break. Then we have some words that doesn't mean what they look like in writing or what they sound like. And for those of you who are listening to the audio podcast, I will spell these words so you can see them in your inner mind. And the first word is slut, which is spelled S-L-U-T, slut. And all that means is the end. Then we have the word fuck. F-A-C-K. Fuck. That means either a little compartment somewhere. There can be a fuck in a chest of drawers. A little compartment. Or it can mean the workers' union. Then we have the Swedish word kock. K-O-C-K. Kock. That means a chef, someone who cooks food. And the English word chef is in Swedish pronounced chef, C-H-E-F. And that means boss. Another word that gets confusing is the Swedish word puss. P-U-S-S. Puss. That means A little kiss could be on the cheek, on the lips, a little puss. Then we have a word that many react to, and that is sex. S-E-X. Sex. That is just the number six. Then we have the word fart. F-A-R-T. And that just means speed. And you have, for example, fart hinder. F-A-R-T-H-I-N-D-R means speed obstacle or those road bumps. Then we have a word that when I first moved here and I was talking to my family on the phone in Swedish, my husband got very confused because I used it often. And that is the word bra, B-R-A. And that translated means Good. So I often said, bra tack. And he heard me over and over say, bra, deva bra, mycket bra, a lot of bra, bra, bra. Until he one day asked me what it actually means. Because he was confused. And the last one I want to talk about is the Swedish word gift. G-I-F-T. That has two translations. One is to be married, att vara gift. The second one is gift means poison. And don't ask me why we use the same word for being married and poison. And finally, I want to take a look at some Swedish expression and idioms. 
And what I'm going to do here is read you the expression in Swedish. I will do a verbatim translation and I will tell you what I mean. And if there are a similar expression to be used in English that I know of, I will give you that as well. So let's start with let som en plätt. Easy as a small pancake. Which just means that something was easier than expected. Or it was a piece of cake. The next one is ge jäm för gammal ost. Give back for old cheese. This means to get even with someone or to get your revenge. Ge jäm för gammal ost. Then we have droppen som fick bägaren att rinna över. The drop that made the cup overflow. And that is that last little thing that made something happen. Or the straw that broke the camel's back. Then we have dra någon vid näsan. Pull someone by the nose. Which means to fool somebody or play a trick on somebody. Or to pull someone's leg. Dra någon vid näsan. Then you can be ute och cyklar. Out biking or out cycling. This means that you have got something totally wrong. And you can tala om trollen. Talk about the trolls. That is the situation when you talk about somebody and all of a sudden they enter the room. Or in English, talk about the devil. Another thing you can do is se genom fingrarna. See through your fingers. That is when you let a small mistake go by. You don't pay any attention to, to it. You forgive someone for a little mistake. Or in English you can use the term to turn a blind eye. There ligger en hund begraven. There is a dog buried. That means that something is not quite right here. There is something... As you would say in English, something fishy going on. And you can have ha rent mjöl i påsen. Have clean flour in the bag. That means you have nothing to hide. You are totally honest. Nothing fishy at all. You have rent mjöl i påsen. Clean flour in the bag. And if you are really lucky, everything goes your way. People try to help you out. Everything is easy for you. Everything goes right in your life. You can say that you glider in på en räkmacka. Sliding in on a shrimp sandwich. Or as we would say in English, get everything served on a silver platter. Then you can fall av pinnen. Fall off the stick. Which in English would be to kick the bucket. Or to die. You can be fed i färsten. Be born in the entrance hall. That means you are not too clever. You are not the sharpest pencil in the box. Be fed i färsten. Born in the entrance hall. And if there is no immediate danger, nothing to be worried about, we say ingen ko på isen. No cow on the ice. If you want to show someone disrespect, you can tell them to släng dig i väggen. Throw yourself at the wall. And that means something like get lost or take a hike. You can 
slå två flugor i en smäll. Hit two flies with one smash. Or, as we say in English, kill two birds with one stone. Get two things solved or two results by doing one task. The next one is, nu har du skitit i det blåa skåpet. Now you have pooped in the blue cupboard. Which means now you have made a big mistake. And you can stå med skägget i brevlådan. Stand with your beard in the mailbox. That is when you have tried to do something smart but you failed. And now you have to take the consequences. Maybe something like being caught with your hand in the cookie jar. You can be rund under fötterna, round underneath your feet. Which means that you are a little tipsy. You have been having one or two drinks too many. Or you can gå som katten kring het gröt. Walk like the cat around hot porridge. That is that you are a little hesitant to do something. You beat around the bush. And we're not just talking about cats. You should not. Judge the dog by its hair. Döm inte hunden efter håren. In English that would be don't judge a book by its cover. And don't take water over your head. Ta vatten över huvudet. That means that you take on more than you can manage. Or bite off more than you can chew. And then we have hålla tummarna. Hold your thumbs. That is the same as in English Cross your fingers. It's something you do for good luck. You can have a fox behind your ear. Ha en räv bakom örat. That means that you are cunning and clever. Or you can pull everybody over one comb. Dra alla över en kam. That means to generalize and lump everybody together. And the closest I can think of in English is... To apply with a broad brush. Dra alla över en kam. You can have a goose unplucked. Ha en gås oplockad. Which means that you have unfinished business with something. There is something that needs to be cleared up. Or to have a bone to pick. And you can know like your own pocket. Känna som sin egen ficka. That is to know like the back of your hand. Something you are very, very familiar with. And you can hålla låda. Hold the box. That means that you loud, you keep on talking. You are maybe entertaining. Or maybe you are just not listening to others. You håller låda. And the last one is... To do magic with your knees. Trolla med knäna. That just means that you can do what seems to be impossible. That were some crazy expressions and idioms we use in Swedish. And as many English comparisons as I could remember. While I was preparing for today's episode, I couldn't help to wonder how can anybody 
learn a new language and be fluent in it. I grew up in Sweden and I have never really reflected over how crazy some parts of our language can seem. So I did a quick little research about how hard it is to learn Swedish and I got very surprised of the results. The United States Foreign Service Institute, the FSI, categorize all languages. And they then they compare them between each other and decide how English native speakers can reach fluency in each of the languages. And they mark them from one to five, where one is the easiest languages to learn if you are an English speaker, and five is the hardest. Swedish is categorized as a level one language to learn, which makes Swedish one of the easiest language to learn if you are native English speaker. They also assign a number of how long it will take for you to reach fluency in the language. To go from zero knowledge to be able to speak to locals fluently in Swedish, an average native English speaker would need 1100 hours of studying, which comes to, if you study eight hours per day, it would take you 137 and a half days to become fluent enough to have a conversation in Swedish with a native Swedish person. And I got, was surprised, but this is an average number. There are so many factors that play in when we talk about learning a new language. In my next episode, I will talk about something that also is very typical Swedish, just like fika, and that is the Swedish red little cottage. Until next time, as we say in Sweden, hej då! You can keep up with everything from a Swedish fika on a swedishfika.com or on Facebook a Swedish fika. And you can reach Pixelpia at pixelpia at a swedishfika.com. Bye.